PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-A-T-double-B. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. The superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creamin'. We are back with uh, another brand new episode. MPH presents Movies That Matter. I am sitting here. It's 78 degrees in my apartment because my AC is out. Oh, yeah? You had to turn that fan off? I mean, what, how yeah, hot is it outside? I don't know. I guess it's got to be hotter than 78. <laughs> yeah. Um, how is, uh, how's COVID doing down there where you're from? Well, it's truly in times. I don't have AC now. Yeah. But other than that, you know, actually, I did have a couple um, freak out moments this week. I think quarantine really starting to get to me. Yeah. But I was actually going to, I had this whole rant planned about how I was going to freak out about everything, but I decided to stay positive and just not worry about all this bullshit. So I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, it sucks. Everything sucks, but I'm not gonna let it get to me. I'm gonna stay positive, like like old uh, version one. This says, "Yeah, version one." This, yeah, shave my ass. This does say to stay positive uh, during these times, but I'm working seventy hours a week somehow <laughs> uh, during all this, and I've just had just, to put it in my brain where it's just like slinging bags of beer. Yeah, yeah, just everything. Just handing people beer and and to go cups that look like those pho cups. Like if you get pho to go or like ramen to go, it comes in those giant plastic cups. Just serving people beer, Jello shots, and running stores and figuring out what the hell's going on. Um, so I mean, I've already, I've already had to have had it. Like it's just bouncing off of me. I think. Yeah, I mean, if you're out that much, you probably have it and you're good. Yeah, so I just got I'm only working two days a week. I'm I'm going stir crazy inside my apartment. But are you playing any games? What are you doing? Are you reading? You need to read and learn sign language or something. Yeah, it would be good to learn sign language, huh? No, I am playing a couple of video games. I'm watching a lot of movies, like what we're about to cover today. Yeah, we're watching this show called Ninety Day Fiance, which is incredible. I don't ex- explain. So it's a reality show. I don't really watch reality shows, but um, this podcast I listened to, they were talking about it. So I started watching it. And it's, it's actually really amazing because basically these people like get online, online dating and they meet people from other countries. And then those people try to come like they basically like green card marriages. That's what it's about. Oh. So, this 50 year old guy will have like a 20 year old girlfriend from the Philippines and like, he'll go meet her and then be like, Oh, I think she just wants me for a green card. It's like, Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah. The, the best guy is he's 60. He's been dating with quotation marks, this chick who's like 24 and she's like a bombshell for seven years, but he's never met her. And he only talks to her on a on a website that you have to pay for to talk to. <laughs> and she, she's from the Ukraine, and he's been there four times to meet her, and she hasn't showed up any time. <laughs> what? Dude says he spent over $100,000 talking to her. 
but he thinks he's going to marry her. I, I mean, it's awesome that he has that much money to spend, I guess. Um, it's incredibly sad, but incredibly uh, hilarious to watch. <laughs> Super hilarious. <laughs> I mean, out of the Ukraine? Is that yeah, like literally all of his friends are like, hey, man, she ain't going to meet you. Like, you've been doing this for a long time. Like, you pay for this website. Like, it's not going, you need to move on with your life. And he's like, nah, man, we're going to get married. Does she get the money from talking to him? I, I'm sure it's like, I don't know what the website is, but I'm sure like it's just, it's probably some dude who sits at a keyboard and talks to him. You know, yeah. he, he gets paid by the hour or whatever. It's not even a real chick. Like, this no. person doesn't even exist. I mean, he's got, like, pictures of her, but, like, he can't even talk to her. He doesn't have her phone number or anything. He can't even talk to her unless it's on the website, which is, like, red flag number one. But it, he's yeah, gone up there four times, and she's never met up with him. And then, like, this last time he went over there, she didn't meet him at the airport, so he, like, messaged her. And she was like, he was like, I think I need to move on. Like, she's ignoring me. And she messages him. All she says is, hey, are we going to get together and talk about a green card? <laughs> he goes. Oh, he goes. Oh, thank God! I knew she loved me. <laughs> like, bro. I mean, Jesus! It's no eight hundred dollars at a strip club, but it's something. No. <laughs> no, it does make you feel good about some of your choices. I'll say that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about everything. I mean, I haven't watched anything like that. I last reality TV show. Right. You may not want to watch this because this may be like looking at crystal ball for you. I can see you with a with a twenty year old uh, uh, Thai, Thai girlfriend in about ten years that I only talk to through a website. There's no way I'd even know how to use a website to talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> now, twenty year old girlfriends, yeah, I could, I could see myself having those as, as handsome and old as I, I get, you know. But uh, no, yeah, <laughs> no websites for this guy. I just can't imagine doing that and then also being so like unaware of what's going on. Like these guys, even the guys who actually go meet these girls and these girls are like, yeah, let's get married and I'll move to America. And the guys were like, man, I don't, I don't know if she really loves me or she just wants to move to America. Like, bro, you're in your 50s. This girl is 20 years old and gorgeous she wants to marry you to move to America. Like, is it really that like, you don't know what's going on? Yeah. Just marry her and let her go fuck everyone else. It's fine. Yeah. If that's what you got to do, if you like this girl, or if you want to try to fuck 20 year olds, then just deal with what the situation, but don't think it's true love. And I mean, honestly, why the hell would you just move to Vegas and pay or just, but I mean, you can get hookers, lot lizards. Why wouldn't you just meet a nice, you know, hardworking woman at a truck stop? This six-year-old dude who's been t- just t- texting this girl on a website for seven years, he, he and spent a hundred thousand dollars. He needs to make some better choices. Yeah, like you said, he could go to Vegas on a regular basis and have a good time. Yeah, he can sure. just get his Peter wet by whatever, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he gets off on that. Like, it'd be hilarious if he died and she showed up to his funeral. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, we're supposed to get married." Yeah, like I, need, I need the inheritance. That really is that. That really is a George Jones song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy sucks. It's hilarious though. She came to see him one last time. Oh, we all wondered if she would. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, we do have a movie to talk about today. Yep, and it's uh, incredible. It's pretty awesome. We have this week. We're going with Stone Cold, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, but nope. who does have some awesome movies we could cover. Uh, but, we will cover. Yeah, uh, Stone Cold, nineteen ninety one action movie starring Brian the Boz Bosworth. Yeah, um, this is his first movie. Uh, for those of you not familiar, Brian Bosworth was a pretty big college football star at Oklahoma. He's got a thirty for thirty about his life. It's yeah. Pretty but, he is a true badass. Yeah, I think his like sophomore junior, he created this character called the Boz. He, he has the most incredible haircut, and uh, he was just like a celebrity before he even got out of college. And then uh, only played a couple years in the NFL, got injured, and then he you know became an actor. And this was his debut. It uh, is available if you want to watch it in full on YouTube for free. So. Um, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not the best movie. It's not the best movie of all time, like over the top last week, but it is definitely hilarious. It's a good transition, uh, from the number one movie all time to just a good fun. Like if I were to describe this movie in a nutshell, I would say it's just, it's one big explosion of fun. <laughs> Literally one big explosion. It's uh I would describe this movie as solid. Yep. It's an A player. Uh it's definitely worth uh it's actually only I mean shot this shocked me when I saw the price of it because it was, you know, just the how much money they had to spend on the action in that movie. It's only nine ninety nine on Amazon right now if you want to buy it and catalog it. Um so that's a to me, that's a hell of a deal for a movie like that. Yeah, it's uh, there are times where you're like, oh, this movie's terrible. Why am I watching this? And then someone will say something, it'll be the greatest thing you've ever heard, and it'll keep you in <laughs> it. But definitely the first 10 or 15 minutes of this movie makes you think it might be the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it actually starts out, so we'll just give you this first scene, this opening scene. You hear a tick like, like a bomb. And yeah, so you think it's going to start out with like, you know, some like this guy, you know, Bosworth plays a cop. So you think maybe he's going to dissect a bomb or some big case, but it's actually just a grocery store clock camera going off. How's, and, how do you dissect a bomb? Uh, what, what am I looking for? Diffuse. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you can dissect one, you know, yeah, you, you take, take the top off, you take it apart, the wires. You take it apart and it doesn't work, so it makes sense. So you're a fucking idiot. Kind of like that time you dissected a frog and rubbed it on that girl's notebook. (laughs) Yeah. Me and Jamie were in college. We were in a biology class and nobody wanted to work with us. Except for one girl. She was really nice. She was cute, too. Yeah, she was a sweetheart. And she would, like, help us and basically do all the work while me and Jamie talked about wrestling. And... (laughs) I don't know why she was so nice to us, but she was. Anyway, she was the last person who would work with us in the whole class. And then, I think she had a crush on me. Probably. Yeah. And then, so one day we were dissecting a frog, and Jamie cuts a piece of the frog off and wipes it on this girl's notebook. <laughs> and this thing was slimy. Like, it slid off all over her notebook. <laughs> and she didn't notice. So you think, uh, you know, crisis diverted. But 
Jamie goes, ugh, what's on your notebook? And she noticed, and she, like, screamed out loud, and then she quit the group. And then I, I dropped the class, like, a week later. <laughs> yeah, we both did. Yeah. There was no way we were passing that lab without her, and I blew it, I guess. I mean, I, you know, she had a crush on me, so I wiped a frog on her notebook, a yeah, frog now, liver. Now we have an awesome story, so it's worth it. Yeah, easily. And she'll probably listen to this podcast wherever she is. Yeah, she's probably got 12 kids. She's a nice girl. She, she wasn't like us. She was a nice girl. She had her shit together. Yeah, she probably went to church and shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so it starts off in this grocery store, the movie, and uh, these guys are robbing a grocery store. And they're not just robbing a grocery store. They are. <laughs> The guy has a shotgun. He shoots the camera out. He is screaming for no reason at everybody. Screaming. Like scream laughing almost. Yeah. And his friend has a semi-automatic weapon and is just blasting the like a stand full of Ritz crackers. Just blow like just for no reason. And dying laughing. Yeah. He loves <laughs> it. And his his buddy is like fuck yeah like he's like i love it yeah yeah like they're all into it like they're definitely on some kind of drugs they're on drugs it's one big rush and they're robbing a supermarket for probably about four hundred dollars i'd say yeah Yeah, if it was a good day for that supermarket yeah (laughs) and so as this is going on like there's no way to avoid this like there's no way for you not to notice this going on like i said he semi-automatic weapon blowing away rich crackers like you know what's going on so as this is happening, Brian Bosworth comes in wearing the Undertaker's ring uh, jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and he just casually starts grocery shopping like nothing's going on. Yeah. And what else does he is he wearing? He's he just he's wearing blue jeans. Yeah, he's wearing boots. this huge like trench coat jacket, boots, maybe a shirt. I think like a black tank top or something. It's definitely, a, a, I think, a black tank top. And he's got a. He's got the greatest, one of the greatest mullets I've ever seen. Yeah, his, Brian Bosworth hair back then was amazing, like top 10 hair of all time. Easily top 10 hair of all time. Yeah, so he's grocery shopping. He starts eating this cookie. Well, didn't he put rice cakes in his buggy? Because he's healthy, you know, he's yoked. And yeah, his, his buggy was just like like crackers, bananas, you know, he's got a good diet. But he walks yeah. by these cookies and the guys, the bad guys, they can hear the wheel squeaking on the cart. So they go to check it out. And he's eating a cookie, and the guy puts a shotgun in his face. And uh, and Bosworth is like, hey, man, calm down. I'll pay for the cookie. Yeah. And he like, just, just beats the guy's ass, lays him out, pulls him into the lane. And for somehow these guys can hear all this from the front. Yeah, they're way in the back next to the yeah. deli. And the guy's like, go, the, go, the one guy goes, hey, go check it out. And the other guy's like, no, fuck that, man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Get fucking out. He sent the black guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This guy's scared to death. He's like, why yeah. do I have to go babysit? That's what he says. Yeah. And so he goes and uh, to check it out. And uh, Bosworth hits him. And he goes flying through, like, the dairy area, like, through the glass. Yeah, and then where you when, when guys get hit in this movie, they fly like you've never seen. Yeah, it's almost like they got shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, by a punch. And then yeah. so... And he goes, 
their milk went everywhere too. Yeah. It was like that Booker T Stone Cold fight. Yeah. So this leads the main guy to come, and he's holding this chick with a full retainer head headset on. Yeah. And he's like, "I'll kill this bitch. I'll kill this bitch." He's in a I'll set kill this walking set of titties or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So Everybody Bob, has mullets too. Everybody has long hair. All the bad guys have mullets. Yeah, it's 1991, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Bosworth throws like a can of peas to distract the guy. The guy turns around, blasts a shotgun through all this orange soda. Okay, this is One. The, this is in the back of the store too, by the way. Yeah, so he all of a sudden, all this orange soda turns around. One handed. Yeah, turns around the opposite way to run away. Because his slips, shotgun got Yeah, slips caught. in orange soda. You know, not the direction he shot, but there's orange soda spilled there, too. He slips no, in it was oil. Soda. I think it was two busted things of Crisco. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought it was the orange soda that he shot. No, the orange soda was on the opposite side. <laughs> That's why I thought it was so hilarious. But, uh, yeah, how would you describe how he fell after slipping in this stuff? So he takes off, his gun gets jammed, so he throws the girl down for some reason. He, his only insurance of not dying. And throws the gun, and he takes off running, and I mean, he's in boots, blue jeans, and a mullet, so he's hauling ass. But he slips on the oil, and to his left out of the corner of his eye, he sees Bo- Brian Bosworth just sitting on this stack of, like, whatever, I don't know what he's sitting on, but he's leaning against the aisle. Like, he knew this was going to happen. Like, he set him up like it was home alone. Yeah, he's just uh, chilling. He's just chilling because he knows he's going to run and slip. And when he slips on this oil, he flips. His feet flip up from under him. His back is going forward. His head is dragging the ground. And his back is facing this Coca-Cola display. And I would say he probably – I guess he's running so fast when he slips and flips – He's probably eight feet in the air at one point <laughs> somehow. And I bet you he f- flies in the air upside down and backwards for 15 to 20 feet and crashes in. Same way fall, I said. <laughs> and fell. I've never, never seen anybody fall like that. Yeah, he, fought, he flies into a bunch of Coca-Cola, and then that's when all the cops arrive. And, like, they're, like, yelling at Bosworth because I guess he's on suspension. He's not supposed to be doing cop work. But to be fair, I mean, he's just kind of in the grocery store. He's just shopping and somebody's robbing it. Yeah. Doing what anybody, you know, I would have done the same thing. So his boss comes up and he's like, what do you got to say for yourself this time? And he just goes, clean up on aisle four. And walks out. ass action, 80s action line, dude. And then it starts playing, like, this blues rock and roll as he walks out. Yeah. So that is the opening scene of this movie. I mean, a me like A plus for getting your attention right away. Yeah. So I mean, basically, it's the exact same. It's it, basically the director watched Cobra. Yeah, it's very similar to the scene in Cobra. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll cover Cobra one day. Yeah, when Stallone. The only difference in the one-liners is that dude goes, "I'll blow this motherfucker up," and and. Marion Cobretti, a.k.a. Stallone, goes, go ahead. I don't shop here. <laughs> yeah, which is really a better line. It is. It's a great line. I mean, this, so far, this movie is a remake of Cobra. Yeah, which is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, great idea four years later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the opening scene, which is incredible. We're going to do our ads real quick, and we'll come back with the rest of the movie. 
Okay, so after the introduction of Bosworth, who who plays um, that's his name in the movie, but he for uh, now, for now, and he well, that's his his real name, Joe. Yeah. Um, incredible. We get, name. A, we get an introduction to him, so now we have to introduce the villains in this movie, which is a, a biker gang, the Brotherhood, and um, Brotherhood. Some of my favorite. <laughs> it's the greatest all time. I mean, I would say that this biker crew is better than Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I, I would say that this Sons of Anarchy is because they watch this movie. You're actually right. Yeah, there's no Jax Teller without Mudfish. This <laughs> this movie <laughs> could easily be an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Just, yeah. just one episode. Yeah, it really could. Um, so we go to this biker's compound, the Brotherhood, and there's like a million people there. It looks like Sturgis. And, uh, but it's in, it's in, where is it at? Mississippi? Yeah, yeah. I think Boo Luxie. Oh, good and on Boo Luxie. So, so these bikers are hanging out and they're playing this fun game where two guys stand about 10 feet from each other and put a beer can. One guy puts a beer can on his shoulder and the other guy tries to shoot it off with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so the first guy is doing it, and Ice, who is a sergeant of arms, he's one of the main characters. Yeah. He has an older. And the guy's shooting at He's played by William Forsyth, the great actor. Yeah. And I think, is it Mudfish who's shooting at him? Yeah, Mudfish is shooting at him. Another okay, great so actor. He, yeah. So Mudfish is, this other guy, Mudfish, is shooting at him. He keeps missing. So Ice is like, fuck this, and puts it on his head. <laughs> like I can't hit it on your shoulder. I don't know why you put it on your head. <laughs> but he does this, and Mudfish hits it like first shot immediately, and, just crushes yeah. it. And then Mudfish puts one on his shoulder, and Ice goes, "I got a better idea." Pulls out a semi-automatic weapon, <laughs> yeah. shoots the most times you've ever. Heard. I mean, there's no way Mudfish should be alive. He he shoots his gun everywhere a thousand times, hits the can. Mudfish falls down, so he's shooting the car behind him, and the car explodes immediately. Which, and everybody's dying, laughing, and screaming, and yeah, chugging tears and fist fight. It was the greatest thing anybody's ever seen. Yeah, which this is going to be a theme you see in this movie, where anything that happens, an explosion happens. But, um, and they're all drinking Dixie Lager. <laughs> so this is like your introduction to this gang. I mean, it looks like a good time, actually. Um. It's a party. Just, I bet we would be we would be a hit at that party easily. Oh yeah, for sure. As fellow as riders, they're also showing a couple of the guys from the Brotherhood like driving around, and they go to this church. I don't know the background or the reasoning behind it, but they go to this church and this priest is performing like a christening. He's got a baby <laughs> yeah. in his hand, and this dude, uh, Trouble, is his name. Trouble just comes up with a shotgun and blows this priest away. Yeah, just out of nowhere for no, like the priest is holding the baby, hands the baby over, and then it's just a double barrel shotgun to the chest through a window, and everybody starts laughing. So, then it fast forwards to the trial, and the guy's like, the judge is like, oh, we're going to give you 45 years. You know, you killed this priest for no reason. And yeah, immediately, no deal all the, 45 years. Yeah, all the bikers are like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 
just pissed. This dude just blew a, in broad daylight, blew, blew a priest away in front of a baby. Uh, <laughs> and they, yeah. first of all, he only got 45 years. Second of all, yeah. all the bikers are just pissed about it. Like, they're just, there's no, like, it should don't, like, he should have been, you know, they should have just bailed him out and he'd have been fined. Yeah, like he, like, it was going to be a close call, like a not guilty close yeah. call. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> but so then fast forward to the judge who just gave this uh sentence he's at his house he gets on the lake he's on a like a six foot like uh nothing boat original fast tracker basically i don't think it even has an engine on it it has a back motor like uh just a back motor and it's wooden yeah, and the and ice is watching from the distance, and all of a sudden this boat explodes. Like, <laughs> when he pulls the the string on it, the pull start cord to yeah. start his motor. <laughs> the biggest explosion you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean it looked like Armageddon. Yeah, so they killed this judge because he gave a really a, a light sentence. A I mean, light, yeah. <laughs> he he just did the right thing in a light way. And Ice is sitting on his motorcycle on the hill, smoking a cigar, sweating, dying, laughing. Yeah. So they're establishing our way that these guys are real pieces of shit. And um, we go to uh, Bosworth in his apartment. He's reading about this in the paper. And he's making a shake. Now, what he's putting in the blender (laughs) is orange juice. Yep. It's two Snickers bars, complete Snicker bars. Which he tears uh, the complete wrapper off with his mouth, with his teeth. Yeah, with his each Snickers. Uh, about half a bag of potato chips. Yep. I think they're plain. I couldn't make out what type of chips they are, but I think, yeah, I think they were original. Too. I think they're original. A banana. He puts in <clears throat> two eggs. He cracks the eggs and then throws in the jelly, which is weird to me. On top of it. I mean, yeah. there's probably a certain blending technique that it, he knows. I mean, looking at him, I bet he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to shakes. It actually reminds me of when I was working for AmeriCorps with your brother and some other people. <laughs> and uh, we had a potluck lunch. And I did, I decided to make Hulk Hogan Python powder shakes for the lunch. Oh, that's incredible. Is it one from the Mean Gene training video? Yeah. It does. It's, the one, it's the one from that DVD where he, he's making this shake and he just throws the whole egg in with the shell and all. Oh, yeah. So I did that and everyone starts freaking out and they're like, uh, they're like, dude, that's how you get salmonella. And I was like, hey, I don't think that's how you get salmonella. And B, <laughs> turns out, I go, B, if Hogan has salmonella, I want salmonella. Which yeah, is smart. Well, fast forward 20 years later, I don't really want to be like Hogan anymore, but at the time, it was a good choice. It was a perfect choice at the time. Yeah. So he's making a similar shake. He also adds Tabasco sauce. And this is actually for his pet dinosaur. I don't know what you call this thing. <laughs> it is not. It's it's a Komodo dragon. Yeah, this thing's fucking massive. Though. It's a real-life Komodo dragon. And it's, I mean, I would say it's probably from tail to snout it is uh i'd say it's six feet yeah it's easily it's huge it's definitely shouldn't be eating shakes like this 
it uh but it loves them i mean usually those komodo dragons are meat eaters but when you're with uh when you're with brian bosworth you do what he says yeah he also named him fido i think because he kept calling him fido he did name him fido yeah so which is a great name i mean perfect for that movie yeah so as this is going on the fbi knocks on his door um for some reason, they can't just talk to him in his apartment. They have to take him. They have to let him change first, and then take yeah. uh, take him to a parking lot, like a parking garage, and then like park, and then get out to another car. Like all that seemed really unnecessary, but um, super secret. Yeah, it turns out the FBI, you know, is investigating these murders. The Brotherhood has killed three religious leaders and this judge. And, uh, you know, they want information because Bosworth has the most biker arrests of anyone in Alabama. That's what the guy said. Yeah. Most which is biker related arrests in, of any officer in Alabama. In the state of Alabama. Yeah. And I mean, he's a badass. Yeah. So they're like, hey, do you, how do you feel about like coming to Mississippi and working for the FBI? Like, we know you're on suspension, but, and he's like, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> he's like no nah, I'm just gonna chill for three weeks and they basically like make him like hey six months uh, and they force his hand yeah so he decides to well he, he doesn't really decide they make him decide to take this job and uh, the next day Lance who is his uh, FBI partner this new nerd, partner. nerdy dude. He's been in a lot of movies too. I, he was in Wizard. He was the dad. In yeah. Wizard, like the new dad, stepdad. Yep. The stupid dad. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies too. He'll never take Bo Bridges' spot in my yeah. mind. Oh, no. But um, so he, he comes to pick him up. Bosworth's in his underwear chilling and got this naked chick in bed. First titties of the movie. Yep. And uh, first unnecessary titties in the movie, which there's a lot more unnecessary titties to come. Yep. So he picks up Bosworth at six in the morning. Cut to they're at a nightclub at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I guess they had to do prep work. But um, they get to this strip club that the Brotherhood owns. It's called Tit for Tat, which is a great strip club. Awesome name. And they walk in, and Bosworth immediately knows everything that's going on. <laughs> everything. Yeah, he's like, uh, this is Brotherhood owns. This is one of the three clubs they own. Um, truckers come here and buy ice. Um, you know, this guy's in the club. This guy's in the club. Like, immediately, he knows everything about this club. One day notice. <laughs> um, but he's in there. He's like, look, the only way I can get in is if I uh, – I don't know if he says like knock some heads or make some noise. Yeah, he goes. He looks at him. He goes, "Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna go make some noise." <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. And uh, so he, so Ice, who is a sergeant in arms, is upstairs like making out with this chick. And this dude named Tool is uh, just watching, like eating and like weirdly watching these guys make out. And uh, Bosworth interrupts him. Is like, "Hey, why is your old lady staring at my tail all night?" <laughs> and, which is hilarious yeah. and i just goes oh what about here a fucking grown-up version of bam bam yeah that's a good line too 
And so they're like in each other's face about to fight. And uh, these truckers downstairs start like causing a commotion. Nancy, this is where we're introduced to Nancy. She's dancing on the stage. And uh, these truckers are like, you sold us some bad shit. Like they want yeah. it back. They want their money back. Titties everywhere, by the way. There's so many naked girls in this place. And uh, so <laughs> they just start fighting with these truckers. And for no reason, Bosworth starts fighting. And as Bosworth is fighting, this guy, Tool, it's like a movie from a romantic comedy. Like, you can see Tool fall in love with this guy. Is it Tool? Are you sure that's not a... Gut? Tool was the guy that got his face blown off. I think it's Gut. Oh, shit. I think you're right. This is Gut. Tool's the other guy. You're right. Tool's the guy that flips the switch to let everybody in and know he's the gatekeeper. Okay, yeah. This is Gut. Because at first, in this scene, I thought they called him Cut. But yeah, you're right. This is Gut. Yeah, it's, this is Gut. It's Gut. Yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. I got my bikers mixed up. Idiot. So... Yeah, so Gut, you can tell, is instantly in love with Bosworth. And he's like, hey, man, he's like, thanks. Uh, Gut invites him to this biker rally. So Bosworth shows up at this biker rally and <laughs> in a van with his motorcycle on the back on a trailer. I guess to sleep yeah, in his cause van because his van has a bed in it. Yeah, he's going to sleep in the van. He's there for the, the duration. Yeah. You know, he's undercover. We find out that his name is actually John Stone now, which is an incredible yeah, name. Yeah, this is his undercover name, John Stone. Yeah, his biker name. So he rolls up. He gets on his bike. He immediately races ice in a race. Like, no questions asked. He just rolls up. They just race. And then cut to... He smokes them. Yeah, he smokes them. Cut to uh, this guy. It's like these guys are fighting in this pit. And Bosworth just walks up, takes the shirt off, and gets in the pit. Like, no questions asked. Uh, this old guy, who I, I believe is, uh, uh, isn't this, what, uh, what's this guy's name? Mud? Wait, what now? The old guy who's yelling during this fight. Oh, yeah, Mudfish. Yeah, Mudfish. Just yeah. So, Mudfish is from, he, you, he, He's the guy in Terminator 2 that Terminator steals his clothes from. Yeah. And he's like, fuck him over. That's the first thing he yells. <laughs> yeah. They start fighting and then cut the mudfish again. Goddamn pussy. Like, they just cut just, the mudfish over and over just to yell shit, which is hilarious. And he had to just be yelling shit. There's no way. Yeah. And uh, Gut, like, no one wants Stone to win more than Gut. Like, Gut doesn't even know this guy, but he's just like... He knows he can. Yeah, and so eventually Stone wins. Uh, as he's as he's fighting Chains and Magic Swords, whose name is Poker in this movie. Good friend of the yeah, podcast. Good friend we talked about last week. He's also in this. He plays Poker, and so Chains and Poker and Nancy are in the van, kind of checking it out. And uh, you know, Bosworth comes up and he's like, "Hey, you want to get the fuck out of my van?" <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. And then uh Chains has a razor, like a women's pink disposable razor. Yeah. And just goes, Hey gut man, and throws him razor, goes, Hey, why don't you go slit your wrists? Yeah, tells him to get out yeah, of and, just... and gut goes, Oh, thanks, Chains. 
Like it was like Gut is kind of like the guy that they pick on. Yeah, but he's still in the game. Yeah, no one likes him. So he offers like Chains is like, hey, have fun, my old lady. We'll talk later. And uh, Bosworth turns her down. And uh, Ice doesn't trust him. You know, Ice doesn't like him. But Chains is like, I smell business here. Um, yep. So they invite him to the compound. Uh, the compound is hilarious. It's like gated. And there's like random buildings everywhere and people with guns. And there's like hot chicks showering next to children playing. (laughs) (laughs) And dudes are like fighting and shooting. I mean, it was the most, for some reason that it was just the most chicks I've ever seen in the showers. And that was it. They're just showering. Like, it's almost like they get chicks to come over and be like, all right, there's the showers. Y'all just shower for a couple hours and then you go home. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But they're the main guys are inside the clubhouse and they're like they're like uh watching a video of uh Whip Whippington, who is the district attorney. He's basically saying like he's gonna go after the death penalty death penalty for these guys. And uh wasn't he the was he the governor or the district attorney? He's a district attorney. He just went out to become governor. So I think he was going to... Oh, yeah. He's running for governor. I said district attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's definitely not the district attorney because he doesn't make it through this movie, but... uh... (laughs) And he doesn't live where He-Man does or whatever. So they're watching this video of him on the news and they're like losing their shit. Like, um, AWOL walks in. This guy named AWOL, um, which was Andy Ball's wrestling name. Or no, yep. he was dishonorable. Dishonorable discharge. His finishing move was AWOL. Yeah. And uh, so AWOL walks in and changes like, look at this piece of shit. Like just so mad. But he watches that video nonstop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about killing him. Um, so Gut shows up. Um, he takes uh, John Stone into the clubhouse and there's these, there's this chick playing pool and her titties are out. Like there's titties everywhere in this movie for no reason. She's just playing pool with a vest on, like a black leather vest with nothing else. Yeah, so it's like she's kind of wearing a shirt, but her titties are just out. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so John sounds like I got a present for you, Chains, and throws on a bulletproof vest, which is a, I don't know why he's giving a bulletproof vest. Chains is like, yeah, cool, try it on. He makes stuff. Well, he's like, and they get in an argument over Fed. This is how badass John Stone is. Chains looks at him and goes, This is a government issued bulletproof vest. And then John Stone looks at Chains and goes, Don't act like every gun isn't in here as a government issued. I've seen him, including the piece between your legs. And everybody starts dying laughing. Yeah, immediately, like he's the coolest guy in the room. Yeah. And, uh, he uh, so he shoots John Stone with his bulletproof vest on. Stone goes flying back like everybody else in this movie, and then he gets up. I mean, on the pool table, yeah. he probably flies back ten. Yeah, and he he gets up, he grabs chains, picks them up over his head, slams them on the pool table, <laughs> and so they grab him, and Ice is like you're dead motherfucker or something like that and pulls out a knife yeah chains is like hold on hold on 
he got is this where he says the pork chop line or he, t- he says that earlier to ice no nah, this well this he was before he got afterwards. present when you let him in ice is like what's he doing here i don't i don't like this or something and chains goes hey man this is either gonna be the biggest pork chop i ever ate or my bulldozer yeah <laughs> which is an amazing line and even more amazing is the guy who plays chains who is uh what's his name Lance Henriksen. Yeah, who's been in a ton of movies. But he, he, is, he Yeah, he's a legend. He's a movie like if you're into movies, you know who Lance Henriksen is. Yeah, I found out this dude like he didn't have lines written for him. Every line that he says in this movie, he came up with himself. He did his own lines. So he just said it on like ad lib that whole So day. they were just filming it and he just goes, This is either gonna be the biggest porch I've ever made or my bulldozer. Yep, which Makes sense. So, I mean, either John Stone is going to be this incredible monster that makes all the money and whoops all the ass, or he's going to get fed to the hogs. All right, so he has the incredible pork chop line, and then he um, he's like, you want to join the Brotherhood? Bosworth is like, why would I do that? He's like, because you, you get these colors, man. And like he goes into like how important the Brotherhood is and the, the vest is. And he has another awesome line, which is, if you ever let this touch your ground, I'll peel your skin off with a knife dipped in shit. Yeah, <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know what kind of shit, but it's a phenomenal line. Just to yeah. think of that on your own is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, John Stone, I guess, agrees to this. And then uh, he has to basically kill a guy for, for chains, I guess, to prove himself. So he rides to this guy was selling cocaine on their turf, basically in yeah. Pensacola. Yeah, in Pensacola from Bo Luxa. From Boo Luxy. Yeah. So he, we get an awesome motorcycle montage right here. Like he's right, it makes it look like he's riding for three days. It's about an hour of trip. I used to live up there. <laughs> and uh, so they have this montage. He goes down to the salsa club. He finds this guy. Uh, he beats him up. He get, literally carries him out of the club. Uh, they take him into like custody. The police do, and then they get an ear. I guess it's a dead person's ear. Yeah, they're in a. They get it from the morgue because that guy said he ain't never tattooed a dead body before. <laughs> yeah, so they get an ear that has the same tattoo as this guy, so Stone can take it back and look like he killed him. And then they let him go, which you're watching this, you're like, this is the stupidest thing. Like, Not only they let him go, he's in handcuffs. They put him on the oldest plane you've ever seen, and they take him somewhere. Like, they deport him, basically. Yeah, but it's like, why would you not keep him in custody until this is over, at least? Yeah, like, lock him up. Like, he- <laughs> so It's so weird. But, um, so, as this is going on, Chains calls Sharon who worked for the cops and asked for a background check. And she answers the phone, you know, Boo Luxy Police, which is hilarious because it's Biloxi. Yeah. You don't even know how to Biloxi for this movie. It's not Biloxa? It's not Boo Luxa. Yeah. But, so, they they sent uh, John Stone on another mission to, like, collect money. Yeah, and these are ISIS missions. Yeah, which ISIS is pissed about. Yeah, For some reason, Chains automatically trusts John Stone more than anybody ever. And Ice is his sergeant of arms. Like, he's been doing this his whole life. Yeah. 
And uh, so they go on a collection run, getting money from like local businesses, extortion, that kind of stuff. And Tool is this other guy. Yeah, he's and the gatekeeper. He uh, so Tool collects, and then he's outside. He fights with his girlfriend, and then uh, the the mafia guys, I guess you could call them, the mob yeah, drives mob. by Italian right? mob. Yeah, and- they're like I'm. T- in Alabama, or no, I guess they're in Florida yeah. now, so yeah. No, they're in, they're in Mississippi. Oh, they're so in Mississippi. The, the Italian mafia stronghold in Mississippi. They're mad that the Brotherhood is on their turf. So <laughs> they they drive by and throw a grenade out the window. <laughs> just drive by. <laughs> just, he just, just tossing the grenade. It, not only, well... He didn't know that they were there. They he just saw him, right? Like he was just had the grenades anyway. Yeah, they just ride around with them. Yeah, and then so he saw somebody toss a grenade. It's a pronade, yeah. like I throw in Halo. Yeah, I mean it's so hilarious. It blows Tool away. I mean, like he goes crashing. He jumps eight feet in the air too. He goes blows up a car. Up, blows a car up. Stone sees this. He goes running after. He jumps on the hood and goes. You guys picked up the wrong passenger. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. And uh, <laughs> so Stone's like fighting with me, falls off. The car wrecks. Stone beats him up, but the mob is able to get away, like puts a gun in his face, like tell Chains this is our territory. And uh, so they go back or they visit. <laughs> this is hilarious. They visit Tool in the hospital. So they go bursting in there. They're like raising hell in the hospital. They come to Tool's room. They drop off a pineapple Domino's pizza <laughs> and a bottle of flowers. Yeah, and they're, everybody is just—I mean, his face is blown off. Yeah, his face looks awful. Man. Yeah, worse than Joe Cole's. <laughs> yeah, way worse. Um, he looks worse than uh, Rocky in that movie uh, with Cher. Rocky Dennis. Yeah, yeah, he does look weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like a he has his face is like a gourd. Yeah, like fucked up and weird gourd. <laughs> Tool is like, dude, look at my face, just kill me, please. Like, I can't live with this. And Chains is like, no, nah, you're good, man. Don't worry about Never it. Never talk like that, brother. Yeah, you know, He's brothers like, to the core. There's 40 people in this hospital room, by the yeah. way, and his face is blown off. Chains goes, "What's wrong, man?" Lifts up the blanket and goes, "Ah, still got your tool." Yeah, and he goes. His hand's blown off and it's just wrapped. And he goes, oh, man, you got the world's biggest Q-tip. <laughs> uh, now, reminder, he made up his own lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they ma- basically make this chick stay with him, even though he's hideous. Yeah, and then the, the guy running for governor cuts on TV and everybody starts screaming at the TV. And chains get pissed, and he goes, shut that off. And then some guy just fucking does a backhand fist <laughs> and destroys the TV, and it blows up. Doesn't face the guy, though. Yeah, that's how you shut off TVs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so they cut to, they go to a restaurant to meet with, uh, well, no. So Bosworth says that, you know, he's got a drug deal he can get going for him. And, uh, Mm-hmm. James, like, all right, cool. Let's meet with the Italians. They and call them WAPs. Yeah, <laughs> they do say WAPs over and over, <laughs> like forty and, times uh, in a row. <laughs> uh, basically, he's like, uh, he's like, we're gonna, be, we're, you know, we're gonna sell all this to the Italians. 
And uh, Bosworth is like, I don't want to work with Demichi because Demichi is the guy who threw the grenade at Tool. Yeah. And they're like, oh, don't worry, Demichi's out of business. So they go to this restaurant and meet with these Italians. And they're like, we bought you a present. And it's a biker helmet. And they're like, oh, we don't ride. And <laughs> they, he goes, no, open it up. So they open up the visor and it's Demichi's head. But he's literally staring sideways at the dude. Yeah, in the in the biker. Yeah, no blood which is, anywhere, which is awesome. They um, they make the drug deal. Um, so yeah, they're selling P two P. Yeah, they're gonna sell all these pool, drugs through the Italian pool cleaner. P two P is a pool cleaner. Phenol, <laughs> phenol, and to propane. So. Bosworth meets with Lance, who's his FBI partner in a, in a bathroom. He's like, he's like, hey, we want to shut it down. We have enough to convict. And Stone's like, no, you know, like, let's keep it going. Um, which, you know, they did have enough to get. Like, there's no reason to keep this thing going. There's really no reason to do that drug deal. I don't know why Stone wanted to do this drug deal. I mean, they already murdered a guy. Yeah. So, but, like, they delivered a guy's head to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and Stone was there. Yeah, he was there the whole time, but he's like, he's like, no, I'm gonna get the mob and the brotherhood. Yeah, that's what it was. He wanted to get everyone because so, he's that good. At this point, they call in the National Guard to help with the brotherhood. The National Guard <laughs> just set up roadblocks to check IDs for bikers only. Yeah, in Mississippi. Yeah, so, only in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, they pull up to these National Guardsmen. They get stopped, and. Uh, they ended up like kidnapping him and like put him in these boxes and just killing him for no reason. And uh, this is when he's like the late, the girl, Nancy, who's like Ice's old lady is like, you know, this is fucked up. We're killing people for no reason. And he's like, get this bitch out of my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ice goes, Hey, you tired of that bitch? You can have one of my bitches. Yeah. Just hands him a bitch. <laughs> just throws him a girl. And, uh, I mean, that's the biker life. Yeah. And, like, what we kind of skipped over on accident was Nancy was on that money run. And Ice, or she was afraid that Chains, because the Italians took the money that she collected and got away with it in that fight. So, Nancy was nervous about not turning the money. And Brian Bosworth looks at her and goes, how much was it? She goes about four hundred dollars, and he just pulls out a wad of cash out of his pocket and hands her four hundred dollars, so she doesn't get in trouble. So she's starting to trust him. Yeah, they're building a relationship, and then uh, after they kill these national guardsmen for no reason, uh, <laughs> John Stone shows up, and she's all upset. He's talking her down, and she's like, "I want to leave," which she should have left. Because, right, right there. Yeah, Stone's like, "No, nah, I need you." Like. Just stick around, you know. I'll take you with me when I'm done. He doesn't tell he was a cop, but no, uh, they make out a little bit in the sunset. Yeah, and then um, so they end up going to like dinner or something, and she's telling about her past, which is like terrible. It's like her it's dad, worst past I've ever heard. Yeah, of. that dad used to beat her, so she like ran away from home. Like as he's telling us, he's like not even paying attention. He's like, I gotta go make a phone call. Yeah, because that dude hands him a ticket that says meet in the third parking lot, third street parking lot. Yeah, so he leaves and Ice sees this. And 
he goes to meet with Lance, the FBI guy, and I sees them talking. So he just starts shooting off semi-automatic weapon at noon <laughs> in broad daylight. Yeah, and a cop cars are going by. People are everywhere. Yeah. A cop sees this, so the cop starts chasing him on the motorcycle. He shoots backwards at the cop's windshield, and the whole car explodes. It, the whole car blows up. It's the biggest explosion in the movie so far. Yeah, so at this point, Bosworth and Ice are both on their motorcycles. I can't tell if, like, John Stone, Bosworth, is chasing him or he's racing him to the to the compound. They're doing the same thing. I mean, this is like, if you ever played the game Road Rash, yeah. this is what this, this boss fight is like. Like, it's a <laughs> boss fight. It's, we're midway through the movie. It's time for Bosworth to have a boss fight. And they're driving these motorcycles probably, I mean, how fast do you think they're going? 80, 90? And they're yeah. just uh, downtown but, in the city. So, I mean, the reason everywhere. I ask is because at one point, Stone is in front of Ice. Yeah, he gets ahead of him, and he's playing, you know, I don't know, maybe he's playing mind games with him because he's just letting Ice know that he's faster than him and he's going to kill him because he already he's 1-0 in races against Ice so far since they've met. Yeah. So, anyway, so, like, uh, John Stone is on the side of a car. Ice pulls up on the other side of the car where the driver is. This driver's scared to death, and he just yes. gets like uh, he gets like a machete out and just goes, "Hey, how you doing?" Slices the guy's arm. The driver in a tunnel, and yeah. it's a great move. Yeah, because that guy has to swerve into Stone. Yeah. So, anyways, they somehow miraculously braked, dodged it, and went around. Yeah, which is awesome. And they're like side by side, Stone and Ice. Ice and Stone, and uh, <laughs> Stone <laughs> bumps Ice, and Ice goes flying in his car and immediately explodes as soon as it touches the front of the car. Yeah, just I mean, it's a huge explosion. Yeah, which is hilarious. And Stone walks up to him. He's, like, dying. And his face is all mangled. Last thing he says is, fuck you, cop. Yep, dead. Yep, dead. So, uh... At this point, Sharon, who's a cop, calls calls the Brotherhood back, but Nancy answers, and basically, hey, we just cross cross reference the ID and it matches with this guy named Joe Huff. Like the FBI can't hide this at all. Yeah, and uh, like, like he used the same driver's license. Somehow they had his <laughs> driver's license or something. I don't even know what they did, how that worked out, but they found out immediately. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. For some reason, FBI so gave him a new ID, but but put like Joe Huff as the old ID. Yeah, or, it just they gave him the same ID. They just changed his name. Yeah. So Nancy confronts him about this, but he just he's like, "I'm not a cop. Don't worry about it." Uh, we go to uh, ISIS funeral, which is. <laughs> I'll let you describe this. This was crazy. So somehow they have ISIS body. All right. First of all. He shot everybody in broad daylight, murdered a cop, and then was found dead at the scene of an accident. I guess is what they would report that. Um, they, the biker gang is back to the compound with his body. On, I mean, imagine a scene back in the day, like imagine a a, a witch burning, where you have all this wood, this big pedestal, and they light everything on fire. Well, he's on his motorcycle on this giant pedestool, dead, 
leaned back, leaned over on his handlebars, smiling with his face all bloody and smashed in. They go put a cigar in his mouth, give a hilarious speech. A dude throws gas on him and then chains throws a giant torch up and they burn him and everybody starts screaming, shooting beers and or drinking beers and shooting guns. And they do this at the compound in, how do you think they got the body? Did they just steal it from the morgue? I guess they're like, hey, you know, we're going to make funeral arrangements. They're like, no, we'll just take the body. Yeah, we will make our own funeral arrangements. We're going to, the, and then Chain says, um, let's send him to Valhalla or give him a funeral Valhalla can't even match. He gives the worst eulogy ever. Yeah. <laughs> Basically like, oh, this guy liked to party. Couldn't party. Yep. This guy likes to ride. He said, if you tried to go fast, he would go faster. If you got in his way, he would kill you. Yeah. He loved to ride. And if you tried to party, he would party harder. And he started dying laughing, jumped down and threw the torch on him and burned him. Yeah. I mean, this dude burned. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> so, anyways, they have the drug deal. It um, doesn't go the way Stone thinks. I guess I like, or Chains kind of saw it coming. So he like changed the um, location so the cops couldn't bust them. And then uh, we go to, uh, I, I skipped over a lot of that, but it's not really important. Um, basically, the deal just didn't go the way the cops were going to like get the mob and the Brotherhood, but Chains was able to change the location. Yeah, he changed the location. They did the first drop off. They were headed that way, so now nobody really knows what's going on. Um, then they so now they're in a, go ahead. So now they're suspicious of Stone, and Stone still goes back to the Brotherhood, and he walks in, and he's like betrayals a bitch, and he looks at Nancy. He thinks that Nancy snitched on him because during the well during the drop, Nancy heard him talk. Like for some reason, Lance radioed. Stone he radioed radio. 18 wheeler. And Nancy knew that he's a cop now. So he goes immediately. In, so he goes in there and he and Chains is like, you know, betrayal's a bitch. And he looks over at Nancy. He thinks Nancy told, but really the guy we said they should have kept in custody is back. Spike. Yeah, the Florida guy. Yeah. With the earrings. So uh so he's back. He he told him that he's a cop. So Chains goes, uh What's the what's the tagline from the movie uh, that they always say? Oh, God forgives what the Brotherhood doesn't. God forgives what the brother doesn't. Blows away the Florida guy. Yeah, for no reason. Then uh, sounds like so. What next? And he's like, I want to watch your, your your heart break. So he shoots Nancy in the head, which is like <laughs> kind of mindless. That I know because like you you didn't see it coming. Yeah, just blows her away. I mean, you think that. You know, John and Nancy are going to live this long life. He's going to rescue her from this biker gang. She's ready to leave. She wants to. And then he just spins around and blows her face off. Yeah, it was awesome. I don't know where we've seen her titties. Like, yeah, you're invested in her. You want him to fuck. And uh, so he kills Spider. He kills Nancy, but he doesn't kill Stone. They- now he pulls the trigger on him, but it... uh. He played Russian roulette. He put three bullets in a six shooter. Yeah. 
So uh, the Brotherhood is ready for their big. Basically, they're redoing the trial for trouble. It's a supreme. Yeah. It's a Supreme Court trial, and um, uh, they're gonna like kill everybody at this thing. So that's what they're planning on. They borrowed a helicopter from the army. Well, they bought a helicopter for 20 G's. No, but the guy goes, we... have this back by 8 o'clock or we're both fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and we miss um There's a line that Chane says when he looks at him. He goes, to fuck with the living, you got to fuck with the dead. Yeah. Another great line that uh, Lance Henderson just made up. On the spot. They borrow a helicopter. Their big plan is to uh, tie up John Stone, to tie a bomb to Stone, to throw him out of a, the army helicopter, and he explodes everywhere, which takes the police attention away to where they can kill everybody in the courthouse and then leave. Yeah. So this is their plan. They're at like the, the it looks like the Capitol building, the courthouse. Yeah. The Mississippi, it's a Supreme Court hearing, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, so the trial's starting. Um, Chains actually sneaks in because he cuts his hair. Shaves. Yeah. And shaves and his face. like a priest. And he's dressed like a priest, which is hilarious that no one can notice. Like, he literally walks by Lance, and Lance is just like, hello, hello, father. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the helicopter's on its way. They have Stone tied up. And Stone just breaks the ropes. Rips like down he, the bar and everything. Yeah. He just flexes and he rips like, like you see like circuits, like, like he rips the wiring out of the plane. Yeah. And, uh, so the trial started and um, uh, Stone is fighting with the guys on the helicopter. So that part of the plane isn't going well. But I guess like the cue is, um, for when the bomb goes off. Yeah. So Stone is able to right at the very last second kick the guy off and the other guy blows up. Yeah, he puts the bomb on that guy, kicks him off the helicopter, blows up midair. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, huge explosion for just a body. Yeah, right underneath the helicopter. Doesn't phase the helicopter. Yeah, so that everyone hears this, which makes Chains uh notices a cop from earlier. And just says, this time it's real because they fake killed him earlier. Yeah. And just lights this dude up. Like, <laughs> automatic gun to his back and just puts a hundred holes in this guy. And then he starts shooting everybody, dude. Like, just blows away this court. Yeah. He is killing, he, he kills every Supreme Court judge. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, everyone. Seven of them. Yeah. And um, as this is going on, a truck pulls up and like backs up to the courthouse. <laughs> And they open the back of this truck, and about nine motorcycles fly out of this box truck. <laughs> and start driving around inside the courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> and they pull two motorcycles into the courthouse, like the main room, and they get trouble and chains. Uh, poker's driving one of them. Yeah, poker's driving chains. They Like, this is their escape. So they're getting out of there on these two motorcycles, and... Uh, they know that like Stone is out by now, so uh, Chains is like you know every man for themselves. Oh, so 
at this point, Stone is still fighting with the main driver, AWOL. Yeah, the, the pilot of the helicopter. They're fighting. Yeah. And uh, Chains is like, AWOL, come pick us up. So I guess he's supposed to pick him up in the helicopter. And Stone grabs a mic and goes, hey, guess who? He goes, and, his angel hadn't fallen. Yeah, angels never die or something like that. And uh, so Chains is like, oh, shit. He's like, all right, everyone on their own. We're out of here. And at this point, Stone jumps from the helicopter through the top of the the courthouse, which is like a stained glass window. Which, yeah. How high do you think he was above just the glass? It's like a 20-foot drop to the glass. And then how high do you think it was from the glass to the floor? floor. Like another 20-foot. I would say it's about 60 total feet. Yeah. So he flies through this glass out of a helicopter, lands sideways on the tile flooring. Face like, smashes the ground. Yeah, like side on his side. He doesn't land on his feet. Lands on his side, face on the ground, and immediately stands up to start fighting. Starts whipping ass. Yeah. And uh, starts whipping everybody's ass. He grabs his huge gun. He's uh, He is cut up from the glass, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, he's banged he's up, up, but he's still with yeah. us. And a 60-foot drop from the helicopter is going to do something to you. So... He uh, eventually he comes across chains and poker on his motorcycle. He's got to fight mudfish first. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So mudfish is at the window talking to the cops. Yeah, he's like, "We got a million hostages in here." He's like, "Don't do anything." Blah blah blah. And like, gut is there too. And gut's like, mudfish and gut. Mudfish is screaming out the second story window. So Gut notices Stone and tries to warn him, but uh, Mudfish just kills him. And then as he's killing him, Stone blasts a shotgun blast into Mudfish. It goes flying out of the window. Through the window and then busts the lands and crushes a car. Yeah. Incredible death for Mudfish, though. Yeah, which they show you. Yeah. And, you know, at this time, I think we should do a shot. You want to do a shot for Gut? Gut yeah. Nancy, maybe. Yeah, we'll do it. Just pause real quick, do a quick shot. What are you drinking? I got some term Terramana, Dwayne Johnson's new tequila. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Well, that was a yeah. dumb question. It's really good. It was a dumb question if it's the rocks tequila. All right, well, I'm gonna do a shot of whiskey. Um, cheers to mudfish. Yep, cheers to gut. Yeah, gut. Shit, I choose the wrong person. I had gut and mudfish. Yeah, I miss mudfish. Ah. (laughs) Anyway. This leads to the final fight, which is, so at one one end is Stone, he's got the shotgun, and at the other end is Chains on the motorcycle with poker. With the automatic, on the second floor. Yeah. Now they got the motorcycle to the second floor. Yeah, Chains has a semi-automatic rifle, too. So, like, they could easily just shoot and kill each other. But they're just kind of staring at each other. And Chains looks at Poker and goes, finish this. (laughs) (laughs) So, Poker, played by our good friend Magic Swartz. Yeah, good friend of the podcast, good friend in real life. Revs his motorcycle up and just goes, die, motherfucker. (laughs) Takes off on his motorcycle down this hallway. Probably 80 feet, the hallway. So, um easily stone just shoots him because he's like this guy's an idiot shoots him with that shotgun he goes flying off the motorcycles the motorcycle keeps going out the window 
a good 20 foot out the window and goes flying into the helicopter. AWOL's waiting for him there. And AWOL just goes, oh, shit. <laughs> Motorcycle goes flying into the helicopter. Huge explosion. I mean, he I mean, he got a double. That was, might be one of the greatest double kills, if not the greatest I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And then um, Chains can't run. They run away. They like it's kind of the worst final fight you've ever seen because mm-hmm. as soon as Stones finds Chains, he just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. And you think he's dead like three times with a broken neck? Yeah, he goes flying down these steps. He punches Chains, and Chains goes flying down these like tile steps, and his head is hitting every step. Yeah. But somehow he's okay. Well, he's not okay, but he's not dead. And then he's uh, so they capture him, and they're like, "What do we do now?" And like as they're talking about it, Chains like is able to get one of the cops' guns, and he goes to shoot Stone, but Lance is there. Lance blows. Lance has an earring now for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Well, wouldn't you if you hung out with Bosworth? Yeah, for a couple days, and then he blows. So he blows Chains away, and then like they don't even talk about like. So he blows chains away, and he says like, uh, "It's on" or something like that. Something that something that John Stone told him earlier. Yeah, it's um. God, what is it? He says sometimes you just got to turn it on, or no? He yeah. goes, he goes sometimes there's just there's a time to turn it on. Yeah, so that's what he says, and they no one says anything to anybody. Like the other FBI agent just kind of nods, like, "All right," and then uh, Stone just walks out of the courthouse, and I mean. The greatest, the greatest credit scenes in the history of movies is Rambo, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, this is an incredible end credit scene because he's just strolling out of this courthouse. Everyone's staring at him. He's covered in blood. Beat the shit. Yeah, and he's not saying a word to anybody. He's just strolling out. Yeah, headed home. Yep, and that's it. That's uh, Stone Cold. I would definitely recommend watching it. It's not one of the best movies I've ever seen, but there are really hilarious parts. Yeah, it's just an explosion of fun. It a lot of good acting, a lot of good one-liners, um, and the cast is it's phenomenal. Oh yeah. So before it, you're going to break down the cast for us, but before you do that, I, I do have some facts. It's um, so this movie's 1991. It was a $25 million budget. And it made nine million dollars, so kind of a bust. Um, I bet now, since people know about it a lot more, I bet it's probably in the positive. Yeah, Michael Douglas was an executive producer on the movie, but asked not to be credited in public. <laughs> that was just in case it went off. Brian Bosworth requested that he use his own motorcycle that he built himself to ride on in the movie, which is awesome. Which was covered in skulls. Yeah, with a Brian Bosworth mullet on the skull. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, and then my favorite fact I found was that Mike Buddy, who in 1991 was the athletic director for West Point Academy. uh, I saw a West Point shirt in that movie. Yeah, so he watched this movie, went back to the West Point football team, and had them start using the slogan, God forgives, but the brotherhood doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> and what did that football team what was their record that year in 91 it had to be undefeated it had to be they, they, they ended up stopped 
Stopping uses the phrase when he found out that the Brotherhood was like a racial prejudice group. I mean, the whole movie was Confederate flags and they screamed WAPs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. So, just a character. This is how important, like, this is a cast. You won't find a cast like this in another movie. So we have Lance Hendrickson, who plays Chains. He has 254 acting credits. Um, this dude has been in everything. Um, he's a cult horror guy, basically. He's been in a, a 200 of those are just shitty horror movies. Like, I'm talking about movies called, like, Sasquatch and Yeti. And he's also been in great movies, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Terminator, Aliens, Pumpkinhead, Super Mario Brothers. Hard Target, Quick and the Dead, uh, and a, one of the most famous movies, Mimic Two. Um, but he's been—he's acted like. Look at all the people he's basically been in the ring with. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we have Ice, who's William Forsyth, 149 acting credits. He's an Out for Justice with Steven Seagal, Dick Tracy, Virtuosity. You know, he's there right there. It's Seagal, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty and uh, Denzel Washington. You know, he's in The Rock. He's also in The Firestorm. Or in that, you, have you seen that movie where Howie Long throws that axe out of the middle of the lake? Yeah, like, that's one of the yard. best final deaths I've ever seen when his head is sticking out of that boat. Yeah, <laughs> he just fires that. <laughs> um, we need to, we may review that, you know. Um, but Mudfish, probably my favorite actor in the movie. He only has 22 career movie credits, um, but he's the guy in Terminator 2 that Arnold Schwarzenegger tosses over the bar onto the flat grill that burns himself and gives the keys to his bike. So Arnold Schwarzenegger takes all his clothes and his keys. Not a good day for Mudfish. Uh, His first ever movie credit was Pale Rider with Clint Eastwood. He was also in Death Warrant with Van Damme. Um, Unfortunately, and this is sad news, um, he did pass away in 2001. I can't imagine that was all, you know, almost 20 years ago. I can't imagine how many movies he would have been in in the last 20 years. You know, I don't know how many bikers do you think he would have played in the last 20 years? I mean, imagine how many phone conversations we would have had with him. Yeah, I know it would have been a me, me, you, him, and Magic out at bars, and but um, so cheers, pour one out for Mudfish. Um, and this is the craziest thing I found. So the director of this movie, Craig R. Baxley, he also directed Action Jackson with Carl Weathers. <laughs> I know that movie, yeah. He directed Dark Angel with Dolph Lundgren, and he directed nine episodes of A-Team. But before he was a director, he was a stunt coordinator. And this was this is hilarious. He was the head stunt coordinator from the movie Predator. All 97 episodes of A-Team. All 87 episodes of Dukes of Hazard, The Warriors. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, he was also the, the uh, stunt coordinator for Roots. So for all those you sympathizers out there, the, the Kunta Kente scene wasn't real. It was a, it was a stunt coordination. Um, 
He and the Poseidon Adventure, which was an Ernest Borgnine huge popular movie. So this guy's one of the greatest stunt coordinators of all time. Any great. So now I understand why every like I mean all the explosions look so real. Yeah, everything was an explosion. Everything was an eight foot fall. Yeah. Um, so what? What's hilarious? How crazy that? You reminded me about a fact I didn't give is that um, there was a previous director for this movie, and after like five weeks, he had to leave because of personal reasons that were affecting the set. <laughs> and so they hired this guy Craig Baskin, but the change in director mean they had to like um, change John Stone's background. Like Bosworth said in an interview that originally like there's gonna be this whole backstory about like his wife and his mother and his sister and like his family and they cut all those scenes when they got a new director and it was like four weeks of filming and like four million dollars that they just cut <laughs> and they replaced it with nothing but biker rallies yeah they're like hey we have this we have this huge like background on johnstone like what happened to his wife and his and his mother like, nah, it's cool. Let's just put him in a apartment with a Komodo dragon and a naked chick. Yeah. <laughs> and let's have him make a shake out of his surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, all in all, you know, I mean, I rate this movie 8 out of 10 beers. Yeah, I think 8 out of 10 is fair. It's not, like we said, it's not the best movie ever, but it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's hilarious things. I mean, it's free on YouTube, so. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, it's only an hour and a half long. Yeah, so if you guys need to get to YouTube, you know, on any of your devices, you just search for YouTube, and it's Y-O-U, not just you. I'm not, do you think they're familiar with YouTube, our listeners? Not as familiar as you, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know. We built the internet, basically. So yeah, Jamie's kind of a tech genius. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, YouTube. But make sure you type in Stone Cold movie. You're just gonna get a bunch of Stone Cold Steve Austin videos that pop up. Yeah, and then honestly, if you really want to search well, just search for Brian Bosworth. Yeah, it'll pop that'll pop up. Um, just don't be fooled and rent the uh, or buy the comedy. There's one version where these, I don't know what the fuck the website is, but they make fun of it. Yeah. So don't do that. But all in all, it's a great, it's a lot of fun. It's an hour and a half of action. And it's really just a good movie to sit down and, you know, have supper two on the couch and get into, you know, after a hard day's work. I agree. It's a great movie. All right. That's it. Um, Next week, we'll be back with another movie. Um, Please check us out on Instagram. Uh, Tell your friends about the podcast. We are on iTunes and Spotify and everything else. Yeah, check us out on our uh, future Facebook page. Yeah, one day we will have a Facebook page. Jamie's going to make us. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Yep, peace.